You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You may take your seats. Amen. Yeah, that we might know God the way He is. You know, you might know there is a greater power, but you might not know His name is Jehovah. Until the Bible tells you. Amen. So there are people that know there's a greater power, but they're ignorant of what is written in the scriptures. Yeah. So Jesus, one of the things Jesus purchased on the cross, which is our inheritance, is that we might no longer be ignorant. That's why Paul writes to most of his churches, and he says to them, I'm praying for you that you might receive the spirit of revelation. Yeah. The spirit of knowledge, wisdom, revelation. Amen. It's important. Um, uh, it's very important. I'm just waiting for the, for the screen to come on and then we're going to... Because I want us to look at the scriptures, see the scriptures for ourselves. Uh, today I won't really be preaching a lot. I'll just be like, we, we're going to do... W- one of my pastors growing up say, used to say, when, we, when you look at a lot of scriptures, he used to say, we're going to do a lot of Bible gymnastics. Yeah, like we're going to be here and you need to be like alert today, Okay. Yeah, so please look at your neighbor, say, are you awake? Shake them up, you know, make sure. I don't want anyone sleeping. Amen. Because we need to flow together. Yeah. And one of the things you need to convince yourself, look, you need to tell yourself right now before I start, that this, the message that God is giving to us, in fact, each time you come here, not just today, You need to convince yourself that every time you come here, God is actually giving you your life. You you actually need to have that attitude towards coming to hearing the word of God. Is that I'm coming to receive my life. Amen. Yeah, because like I said, ignorance, you know. For example, if I told you every time you miss church, God subtracts one day from your life. How many of you know you would never miss church again? Never. Like, each time you are like, I don't want to, I don't feel like it, I know what they're going to say, minus one. Yeah, minus, you know, and after some time, minus ten. Yeah. So, for example, coming to church, your life is being extended. It's in the scriptures. But, you see, ignorance won't tell you that. Ignorance will say, stay at home. You know what they're going to say. You can watch TBN, yeah, you can Google a few scriptures, but ignorance doesn't tell you you have just lost maybe five years of your life, subtracted, and I'm going to show you uh, later on, there comes a time where it's like, you know, you can't, no matter how much you beg God, it's like God has made up his mind, yeah, it's, uh, what I'm saying is in the scriptures, okay, yeah, it's all in the scriptures, So I'm pleading with you to take every message here seriously because it's extending your life. Yeah. And then Moses says, not only your life, but your children's lives are being extended by this word. Yeah. And then not only your children, your children's children. Amen. And if you really know how to walk with God up to a thousand generations... You can sort them out now. The next thousand generations, 
by how I live and respond towards the world, they are taken care of. It's one of the reasons God couldn't kill Solomon. With all his immorality, he would say, but David, but David. Yeah. So ignorance won't tell you that you, hey, look, you've just lost five days. Yeah, you're going to die, fi- die five days sooner, five years sooner, ten years sooner. Yeah, but today you can extend your life. You, God says you can prolong, prolong your life. Amen. By how you respond to this word. Are we, are we live? Not, are we live? Can, should we, are you guys ready? Okay, I want you, please, your neighbor, one last time, please take them up for me. Say, wake up. Don't miss anything. Isaiah 66, verse 1. Let's start there. Isaiah 66, verse 1. Okay, let's, let's concentrate. I won't be long, I won't be long. Thus saith the Lord, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build, build me? And where is the place of my rest? Verse 2. For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. Amen. So what can you offer to God? Can you offer anything to God? Yeah, because why? He's made everything. Yeah, you, there's, nothing, there's nothing you can offer to God. Okay. Maybe you might say, God, I'm going to build you a, a, a big uh, sanctuary. Look, the heavens of heavens cannot contain God. So whatever you build here on earth is like a micro dot compared to his heavenly dwelling place. Amen. So there is nothing that you can really offer to God on this earth, although we must offer. But that's not what I'm dealing with now. But I want us to see what the Lord says. But on this one will I look. In other words, this is the one that captures my attention. Like this is the one... Someone said, God sees everything, but God does not concentrate on everything, on everyone. Yeah, yeah because of his peripheral vision, he sees everything. Yeah. But his focus is only on a few individuals. Right. Those are the people he focuses on. Right. Amen. Amen. And who are those people? On him who is poor and contrite in spirit, or for contrite spirit, and who does what? Who trembles at my word. So if you want to get the attention of God, God says, I, 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 want you to, I want to see how you respond to my word. That's like the basis of how God interacts with you. Yeah. That's the basis. It's the basis that God, in, it's like he, he sees, okay, this one, uh, he doesn't really, you know, my word is just like a, a reference book. Nowadays, you know, the Bible is a reference book. I was shocked. Yeah, like someone would preach a whole preaching and refer to the Bible. Yeah, like the Bible is only a reference book. You know, when I'm not sure, I just quickly check. Yeah, and we're going to see a bit later, even the way we read the Bible, it's, it's important to God. Like the way you read the Bible, it's all in the Bible. We want to discover some interesting things today. 
Yeah, like, he who trembles at my word, God is like, this is the person that we focus on. Heaven pays attention because of the way they are towards my word. Amen. This is the basis of your entire life. The things that are going to happen to you and the things that are not going to happen to you are on the basis, do you tremble at the word of God? Yeah. Let me show you, or let us see two, maybe one example. Let's go to um, Luke one twenty four. I will look on him. May God look on you this year. May the Lord look on you this year. Look one. Now, you know the story of Elizabeth and Zacharias? They couldn't have children. They had actually given up. The angel came. Zacharias didn't believe. Long story short, the angel releases the word. And this is Elizabeth's testimony. Elizabeth's testimony. Luke 1, 24. Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he did what? When he looked at me. It sorted every... Look, if God can look at you for one second, like just zero in on you, pay attention to you. This pregnancy issue, you can fill in the blanks there. Pregnancy, whatever, business breakthrough, whatever you want, is all connected to there. If God can look on you, and he ascribes the miracle to, look, the reason we are pregnant at this stage is because heaven has turned their face and they're now looking toward us. It's like now we are the center of attention. Yeah. Amen. Let's go to 1 Samuel 15. Verse 23. I, uh, I don't have time for, to, for context. Samuel was told to go eliminate the Amalekites. He got there and he kept what he wanted. Amen? And now he appears, I mean, sorry, Saul, King Saul, was, God spoke through the prophet Samuel. Saul is now returning and he hasn't obeyed God. And um, Samuel is like, what is this? Now, this is the verdict, this is the judgment on King Saul. Amen. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Watch this. Because you have what? Rejected the word of the Lord, he has done what? Rejected you from being king. God says, the same way you treated my word is the same way I'm going to treat you. Yeah. Now, what blessed me about this is, God never said, I reject you, Saul, because God doesn't reject people. He says, I reject you from being king. It's a big difference. God never rejects anyone. He loves people. Now, God said to me, you know, because certain people have rejected my word, God says they are either have been rejected or are on the verge of rejection of being, maybe God had, some people have been called to be millionaires. God says, you have so despised my word that I'm rejecting you from being a millionaire. Like, you will never, ever again. Yeah, there are people who are rejected. They will never own a car. God has rejected them. Never. Ne they will never own a house. Never, 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 never. Because they rejected this word. So it's like God is watching. What is your response towards my word? How do you treat my word? Yeah, same with Moses. Moses couldn't enter. Let's, 
Let me give you for completeness sake. With all the exploits that it did, uh, Numbers 20.12. Numbers 20.12. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, and he said, Because you did not believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not, you shall not. It's over. Bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. He begged. You know Moses used to beg for 40 days and God would change his mind. He tried. He said, oh Lord, you have shown us marvelous wonders. He started. Went into worship. And God said, away with that. Don't speak to this thing about me anymore. I don't want to hear this topic anymore. It's a done deal. Amen. Now, the opposite is true. That when we revere this word, we give it the respect and the treatment it deserves. Blessing and favor, wealth, riches, long life is going to follow you. Amen. Amen. And so what I want to do, I want to spend the next 30 minutes or so showing you why we need to pursue understanding. Which takes me now to my message or the title. Let's go to Acts chapter 8. Let's begin at Acts chapter 8, and we are going to read from verse 26. I'll give you the title of my message. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, going, go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Continue. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch, of the great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem. Now, when you read this particular portion of scripture and you just go to Google Maps, because maybe the roads have changed, but the, the locations haven't really changed. But I'm going to show you something about that man of Ethiopia a bit later on, which is part of my message, why, when I give you the title... It's about two and, a, two and a half thousand kilometers. This guy traveled from Ethiopia, Ethiopia to worship in Jerusalem. Okay? Two and a half thousand kilometers one way. And the Bible says he was using a chariot. In other words, there were horses and he was on a cart. For two and a half thousand kilometers, he went to worship God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You'll see why this is important. So when I read the scripture, I wanted to find out, this is now part of how I engage the word of God. I wanted to find out what was the distance this guy would travel. And in fact, from Ethiopia, the current present day Ethiopia, Ethiopia, is about 4,000 kilometers present day. But I'm going to show you a bit later on that this is thought Ethiopia is not really Ethiopia. Amen. I'll show you a bit later. Verse 28, let's continue. Was, and was returning. So the, the celebration is over. Um, and what led to this was fulfillment of some prophetic scriptures. Why a guy from Ethiopia would travel all the way. Some scriptures had been proclaimed before. I'm going to give you those scriptures in a little while. And he was fulfilling those scriptures. And he tracked to worship, amen, uh, was returning, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet, 
Then the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. And this is the title of my message. Bring it up in, in, the, in the KJV, please. This is the title of my message. KJV. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest what thou readest. That is the title of my message. Understandest what thou, what, understandest thou, sorry, what thou readest. Understandest. Come on, ask, preach to your neighbor. Help me preach. Understandest thou. Understandest thou what thou readest. <laughs> Understandest. Yeah. Semicolon. We're going to come. I mean, not semicolon. Colon. Luke 10 25. KJV. Luke 10 25. So, understandest thou. What thou readest, colon, two dots. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 26. He said unto him, this is Jesus, What is written in the law? How readest thou the scriptures? How readest thou? Yeah. Understandest thou the, the scriptures? It's because of how readest thou? The scriptures. Your understanding is linked to how readest. How readest. Yeah, pastor or brother Wayne, I only read the Bible when I'm sleepy, when I want to fall asleep. Yeah, because I know I will just turn to Nahum, find some Ezekiel 44, and I know I'm surely going to La La Land. Yeah, that's how I read the scriptures. That's my approach to the scriptures. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, one minute with God. Yeah, that's all I read. Like, just give me, I only have one minute for the scriptures in a day. Like, just one minute. More than that is too much. Yeah, and I like it when someone has, you know, it's like, you know how children, when they want to eat meat, you take the meat, you chew it for them. And then you give it to them. All the taste and is gone. Yeah, because you have read someone something wrote somewhere. And you do not even know what condition they were in when they wrote it. And you are coming and you are taking and you are chewing that thing. Just one minute. Amen. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm going to go back to act. But listen to this. Go back. What was the question? What was the question? Go back. No, 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 verse 25. This guy asked a question. Behold, a certain lawyer tempted him saying, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He's asking a critical question. Yeah, maybe your question is not eternal life. Maybe it's, what must I do to be out of debt? Yeah, fill in the blank. What must I do to be promoted at work? You know, what must I do to know God more? Look at Jesus' answer. How readest thou? How readest thou? Yeah. What you are looking for, look, you, are, you have a question. You are asking God, God, I want to get out of debt. 
You are coming to God and saying, God, what, what must I do to get out of debt? And God is saying, how readest thou the scriptures? A, cre- a life changing. This is life and death. Eternity is at stake. And Jesus said it is contingent on how readest thou the scriptures. So I only read it when I want to sleep. You can imagine where that person will be after this life. Only you fill in the blanks. When I want to sleep, it is my sleeping mechanism. Amen. Or just before I enter church, just to cleanse my conscience. At least I have read. If just in case pastor asks me, have you read the scriptures? I quickly, I quickly read before I enter. And eternal life is at stake. So Jesus is saying, he never gave him the answer here. He said to him, the answer is in how readest thou the scriptures? You, any question you have, I guarantee you, any question you have, you've been working with God, you've been trying something, it's not working. And you have questions with God, I guarantee you this is the answer. How readest thou the scriptures? I guarantee you. How readest thou the scriptures? Amen. Amen. Verse 27. And he, answered, and he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 28. And he said unto him, Jesus, thou hast answered right. This, do this and you shall live. Like, the, the thing that is missing is for you to come, you are asking God, what can I do to get out of debt? God asks you, how do you read the scriptures? You answer him and God just confirms. You see, just, Jesus just confirmed that. Yeah. said, do that and you'll be fine. Yeah. But now, what caught my attention here is there are so many scriptures. And these are, go back to verse 27. Wow. Go back to verse 27. There are so many scriptures in the Bible. How did this guy arrive at these scriptures? No, because Jesus hadn't taught this. Matthew 22, only later on, Matthew 22, when they ask him, and he explicitly says, uh, thou shalt love. So of all the scriptures that are in the Bible, this guy was able to locate these two scriptures. And I want us to see something interesting about this scripture is that the first one is Deuteronomy 6, 5. Six, five. So this guy had read the Bible, read the, all the prophets, Nahum, and he came to the conclusion that, look, this is the most greatest one. Amen? And the other one is Leviticus 19, 18. So look, these two scriptures this guy quotes were not even together. Leviticus 19.18. Leviticus. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. It's actually from the Old Testament. Yeah, already God said it. But the Pharisees threw it away because how readest... The way the Pharisees would read, we don't like this one. Replace it with this one. Yeah. That's how they read the Bible. And they introduced men's traditions, their own laws. And they said, you must wash your hand. That is more important than honoring your father. 
Yeah. How readest thou the scriptures? Replaced everything God had written. Rearranged everything. Now this guy was able to look. Now, the reason I'm saying this, look, it's like you are in debt. There is one scripture that can take you out. There is whatever your problem is, whatever my problem is, one scripture, the greatest of that. There are many scriptures on debt in the Bible, but there is one that can take you out. But the question is, how readest thou? How readest thou? Understandest. What thou readest? Amen. Let's go back to Acts 8, where we were. Let's go back to Acts 8. Are you guys feeling resurrection power? Is it entering your body? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Let's go back to Acts chapter 8 where we were. I think we're at verse 28 or something. Now this guy, yeah, 28, had traveled 2,500 kilometers to worship. Let's continue verse 29. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go near, join thyself to this chariot. Okay, let's go to NK. Oh, no, no, stay there, stay there. And Philip ran thither to him, heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest what thou readest, verse 31. And he said, how can I? Now, this guy is being honest. He said, look, I've been traveling two and a half thousand k's for God. Only God knows how long. And this is the danger of when you don't understand what you're, you will be tracking, spending, exhausting yourself. Putting in so much energy because you, you do not understandest what thou readest. Two and a half thousand this way, two and a half thousand for God knows how long. Expanding resources because he knows there are some scriptures, some prophecies that have been prophesied about Ethiopia that they must connect to God as well. And this guy is searching for them. But in his book, what he's reading, let us see what he's reading. Verse 32. Philip went up. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. Continue. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man? The guy had been reading more, probably the most powerful messianic prophecy in the Bible. He had been tracking for years, expanding resources, while the answer was in his hand. But he couldn't understand what he was reading. He could not understand. So he says, please, Peter, I know there is something about this verse. But I'm not too sure, is this guy... Talking about himself or talking about someone else. Let's continue. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. 36. As they went on, they came to water. The guy said, please, what stops me from being baptized? Uh, because of time, I'm just paraphrasing. Verse 37. And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart... And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, 
and he baptized them, verse 39. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. That, that, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Yeah. He went on his way rejoicing because now, like this mystery that had made him trek for so many years, looking for something that is not lost, has now been discovered. And he went into celebration mode. Amen. And if you read history, this guy is the guy that became the apostle to Ethiopia and converted the queen, Candice the queen, and preached the gospel in Africa. It's this guy, Judic, by tradition is his name. He never came back to Jerusalem anymore. Never again. He was so like, and the Lord said to me, one of the areas that is supposed to be our greatest source of joy is when we understand the scriptures. It's when we understand the scriptures. Amen. Now, you need to think about this guy. Think about yourself. Maybe you are not trekking two and a half, but you've been coming here every Sunday and your life is not changing. All that petrol, those tires, those services, those taxi money, all of that, you are just coming. You are just coming. You keep coming. You are just coming. Nothing is changing. You are coming. Nothing is changing. You are coming. God is asking us, understandest. Understandest. Amen. Amen. Understanding is a very powerful thing. Amen. Let's uh, look at a couple of scriptures on understanding. Proverbs 7, verse 4 and 5. Verse 4. Just put up verse 4. Proverbs 7. And I think if I had to summarize, I mean, if you read Proverbs in the Bible in general, you'll discover that understanding has many benefits. Yeah. Wealth, amen. Honor, promotion, Amen. grace, protection, Amen. many. Amen. But the greatest in my mind, why we need understanding is that our lives may be preserved. Amen. Yeah, that's like the common theme about understanding. Yeah. It's like God wants to preserve your life. Your, like, and everything that affects your life, Amen. God wants to preserve it. Amen. Amen. Look at what the Bible says. It says, Say unto wisdom, Thou art, Thou art, what is wisdom? My sister. Yeah, it says, Talk to wisdom. Say, Wisdom, you are my sister. Yeah, you are my sister. I, you, I know you might not like it because maybe, <laughs> you know. And call understanding thy kinswoman. Put in the NKJV. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. Amen. Yeah, I, see, I can see this thing is not exciting you. That's why you're not saying anything right now. There is a command. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. No, 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 not amen, not amen. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. My sister, wisdom, you are my sister. 
You are my, yeah, you are my sister. Yeah, you are my sister. Yeah, my sister. And call understanding your nearest kin. Like when you fill in the doctor's form and they ask you what, who is your nearest kin. Understanding you are my nearest kin. My closest relative. Understand, call, call him, call understand. No, do it. Understanding you are my closest relative. Closest relative, nearest kin. It's an instruction from the Bible. You see, how readest thou the scriptures? Now you get to this verse, you don't even do what the Bible says. How readest thou the scriptures? Because this proclamation, you're going to see what it's, going to, what it's saving you from. Yeah, you don't know what's next. So the Bible says, no, look, say, wisdom, you are my sister. Understanding you are my closest relative. Verse 5. That's what? Let's read it together. One, two, three, let's go. That they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Yeah. Yeah. It's for your protection. It's to preserve you. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. Look, when it comes to an immoral woman, I don't have what it takes. Yeah. Only wisdom can deliver you. Only we, and it looks like, but you know, look, I'm a man. I've got willpower. I've got a UCT degree. Come on. I passed CA exams. Come on. But go ask Solomon, the wisest guy. Yeah. The most intelligent guy. Go ask him. He violated his father's teachings. These were his father's teachings. He violated them because his brain was too big. Yeah. When you see an immoral woman, just say, wisdom, you are my sister, and be running. Wisdom, you are my sister. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom, wisdom, you are my sister. Wisdom, <laughs> you are my sister. In Jesus' name. Yeah. It's over. That, wi- that immoral woman can't touch me. I'm gone. But if I'm like, mm, I'm educated, UCT. Finance honors, cum laude. Yeah, come here, baby. I'm finished. Over for me. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm, I'm, I've, the Bible says her path leads to the place of the dead. When you, look, look, I told you, ignorance is a terrible thing. The blood of Jesus is powerful. And we need to thank it. But when people commit fornication, you are actually entering hell. You are in hell. You are fornicating, but you don't, you see, you are enjoying the pleasure but you don't know you are in hell. Her path leads to the place of the dead. Yeah. And there's no recovery. Yeah. So wisdom, call wisdom and be fleeing. Yeah. Only the blood of Jesus can bring you back from there. Only the blood. That's why we need to celebrate the resurrection. Look, without the resurrection, you are, you are stuck in hell. You are there permanently waiting for God's judgment. But the blood of Jesus can rescue you, bring you back, wash you and make you as though you had never done anything. Yeah. And that's the wisdom that is in the blood. Yeah. Call wisdom your nearest relative, your sister. When you wake up, wisdom, I thank you, you are my sister. Yeah, give, I give you a hug, wisdom. Give you a hug. Yeah. 
when they ask you, who's your closest relative? It's understanding. Mm. It's understanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's your, who's my understanding? Hmm, understanding. Uh, yes? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine <laughs> yeah so verse 6 what does verse 6 say verse 6 what does it say okay uh, no, let's go back go back to verse 5 let me give you another scripture yeah let's go to Proverbs 21 16 Proverbs 21 16 watch this let's read it together 1, 2, 3 let's go a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. There it is. Like you are in the, like understanding is all around you. You come to church. This is, you know, the understanding is a spirit. This is a spiritual reality that is taking place right now. You are in this company with so much understanding that's flowing and you decide to walk away to do your own thing. So I don't want to be there anymore. He says, when you wander away from, you are wandering, you are going to the assembly. Now, it uses the word assembly because there are many that are there. If you went to assembly in school, you would know what that means. It's a congregation. They are waiting to welcome you. But he says, how you got there is because you left understanding. Yeah, you read a scripture. You did not care to ask the Holy Spirit what it meant. You have just departed from understanding. Yeah, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest. Like it will be his home, like he will rest. Sorry. He will rest. Can you hear me? Yeah. He will wander from understanding and he will come and rest. And he, he does not know he is resting in the place of the dead. Yeah. He's resting and it's the place of the dead. And he's resting. In the place of the dead. He's resting. Resting. It's the place of the dead. Yeah? If you've, if you've read um, Baxter's book on divine revelation of hell... Go read that book or the summary. The place of the dead is not a nice place, eh? Yeah. And the guy is there resting. Why? The Bible says he wandered away from the way of understanding. Yeah. Understanding is the way. It's a path. You need to stick to it. You need to keep doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. You remain in the path of understanding. Hey, may you, my prayer for us is that may we always be found in the place of understanding. Yes. Amen. Let's look at uh, one more. Job 28, 28. Yeah, this, you need to go read the whole chapter because the whole chapter is asking where can you find wisdom? Yeah. Men will go mining for iron and copper, but where do you get wisdom? Where do you find? Where is this resting place? Where is wisdom? The wisdom is so powerful and understanding. So, where do I get it? Now, this is the conclusion. 
And to many he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Yeah, not calculations. When she comes, this is what I'll say. You know, and when she starts flirting, I'll say this. No, 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 no. Your brain is not needed there. Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Yeah, when that woman is coming, fear God. That's all you need to do. Just fear God. You will, if you, look, Paul says, knowing the terror of God. I persuade men. So there is a side of God that is terrible. And Paul says, look, I've seen that side. I'm doing all that I can to persuade men. Yeah. If you know the terror of God, you know. Look, all we do here is mostly we sing about Jesus, lover of my soul, and all these things, wonderful things. But look, when we see Jesus again, he's not going to be lover of my soul. He's going to be the great judge. Yeah, so much so that John says, when I saw him, I fell as dead. Yeah. I, I, now, look, I used to hang in this guy's bosom. He was my chummy. When I saw him again, he was a great judge. He says, I, I just, no life in me. When you see Jesus again, he's going to be a great judge. It's, gonna be, it's like fiery eyes. Have you seen someone? Eyes, fire. It's like fire. Woo. His, his, uh, his feet, fiery furnace, bronze, fiery, rising up. From here, fire. Down here, fire. His hair is wool, but it's not consumed by that fire. White as wool. Fire. Next time you see him. So he says, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And he says, to depart from evil is understanding. Yeah. So certain people are wanting to depart from certain habits, but they don't have this. It's this, it's this. It's understand. You want to leave something, you know it's wrong. You need understanding. That is what you need. You need to cry out, say, Lord, give me understanding. It will keep you away from that place forever. Amen. Amen. What is the title? Second part. How yeah, how? How readest thou? Yeah. How readest thou? Amen. Before in a little while I'm gonna go and um In a little while, we are going to go and I'm going to show you practical ways. How readest thou? Yeah, how read practical ways. How readest thou? And you need to make up your mind that from today, this is how you are going to engage the word of God. In a little while. The last thing I want to conclude with before, there's much to say, but really the purpose of today was to make it as practical as possible. Amen. Amen. The last thing that I want to conclude with is you need to convince yourself. Let's go back to that Acts chapter 8. Look, you need to tell yourself from today that each time you read the Bible, you might know what the Bible is saying, but you don't understand it. That must be your disposition. Like you might know the English. You might know the English, you might be able to quote it, 
like word for word. But you need to convince yourself. Tell yourself, as I come to the scriptures, I don't understand what they say. And therefore, I need to apply more diligence to the scriptures. Yeah, just tell you, like, look, the most basic scripture, in fact, I can ask you to quote me a scripture right now. Any scripture. The most basic scripture. For God loved the world. Okay. Now, that he gave. It doesn't matter if you miss some words. Question, who was he speaking to? Okay, okay. This is the process. Remember, the eunuch said, find me that verse that said, is he speaking about himself or another man? Find me that verse. Find, find me that verse. What is it? 34. 24. 34. Uh, uh, 34. Come on, guys. Let's go. Find me. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this of himself or of some other man. This is now what determines whether you understand or not. In fact, the word understanding, let me just... Uh, quoted correctly in the Greek. It's the word genisko. Yeah. Genisko thou what thou readest. Yeah, genisko. Okay. And I'm going to show you later the Greek. That's the Greek, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to click into it. It means to know. Okay. So when it says understandest, do you know? And you might say, yes, I know, because I know the English. Like, I've, I can quote the English forwards and backwards and sideways. And like diagonal. Like, I can quote the English, I can start with the middle word, go to the first word, go to the third word. Like, I can quote it in whatever direction. You, yeah, but that, this is not what it's talking about. The no here is, do you have experience? Then, the other one is, to be sure. Like, are you sure of what you think you know? Yeah. And if you are sure, can you explain it using many applications? Like, if I give you this example, can you explain that? If I give you this scenario, can you take that same scripture and apply it there? Can you, can you use it across many applications? And you, can you tell me all its implications? Everything it implies. Because to be sure, it means that you, you, whatever situation, you are covered. Yeah, many applications with all its implications. Okay, are you ready? John 3.16. Do you want us to go back? I, I, I can bring up any scripture. So, who was he speaking to? Nicodemus. Okay. And where was he standing? Ah, you see now. Look, we, okay, which city? Which city was he standing in? Ah, you see now. You say you know John 3.16. Yeah. He, uh, this guy read Isaiah 53. He knew the English. In fact, it was the Septuagint. 
which was the Greeks came, took the Hebrew Bible, converted it into Greek. It's called the Septuagint. That's the one he was reading. Yeah. So he was reading that, and he was like, I know this is important, but who is he talking about, himself or another? Yeah. So when you are reading the scriptures, you must be able to say, who is he talking about? Who is he talking to? Where was he standing? Where had he just come from? Where was he going? Then you understand us. Can you see one minute can't do it? It's not possible. One minute cannot do it. Amen. Okay, let's go back to Acts. All right, no, sorry I said, I need, to, I, need to, I need to finish. I said, I want to end with this. So you need to tell yourself, look, you don't understand. And the reason is the scriptures are sealed. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, yeah the, like the scriptures are sealed. And there are two main reasons why they are sealed. One is most of us here are non-Jewish, but we read about Jewish life. Like you are reading all the stories, most of the stories you are reading, Jewish way of life, amen. It's like me reading a Bible and it's written, you know, about the vendors, vendor way of life, which I have no idea what it looks like. Amen. So that is a huge limiting factor. The fact that most of the words in the Bible you are reading and you don't know what it refers to because it was written to Jewish people who had lived the Jewish life. Amen. Are you with me? Is everyone with me? So that's the first reason is that we are non-Jews. Most of the terms, like most terms in the Bible, like for instance, you know, Another example is, okay, so let me leave that one. That's point number one. We are non-Jews. Number two, the time period which the Bible relates to is outside our time. You know. So, Tina, we know iPhones. What else? iPads. Like, like if, if there was an iPad there, like most of us here would be like, I know that scripture. <laughs> because you would say, I know who invented the iPad or the company. Yeah. Now, most of the things written are outside our time, so we don't know. Like, for instance, most of us don't know what happens between Malachi and Matthew. Probably one of the most critical periods in church history. Probably. Like, you open Matthew 1, this is the book of the genealogy of Christ, and you have missed out on 400 years. And maybe nothing says to you, what just happened in the past 400 years? How did we end up in the setting where Herod is king, where the Roman Empire is like ruling everything? Then you begin to discover the great wars that took place in those 400 years, prophesied by Daniel in Daniel 7, 8, and 11. How funny the final kingdom would be the Romans. Amen. Like the Pharisees. Most of us don't like the Pharisees. Come on, if you don't like the Pharisees, let me see. But you should, look, if you study the history of that 400 period, you would understand that the Pharisees come from a group called the Maccabees who were instrumental in preserving the religious temple worship of Israel. If not for them, the temple worship would have been eradicated by the Greeks. 
God took the Maccabees, who later became the Pharisees, to preserve the nation of Israel. Yeah, but it's between, you see, you get to Malachi, and then you move to Matthew. You are not interested, we are not interested in that 400 years. What happens? Amen. Amen. So the scriptures are sealed. Then lastly, the scriptures are spiritual, but we are carnal. Yeah, like we are very carnal. And we most likely approach everything with, when I say carnal, I mean with the fleshly mindset. Amen. Okay. Let me give you a few scriptures and then we will do the practical. Daniel 10, 21. Daniel 10, 21. Um, Put it in the NKJV. This is Daniel. Daniel had been praying. The angel is dispatched. And this is what the angel came to tell Daniel, okay? It says, but I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. The angel came to say, look, Daniel, there are things that are noted. Now, would an angel come all the way from heaven to tell Daniel if he, if he could read it? It's, it's not possible. Put it up in a, just let's try different versions. Let's see. What does it say? But I will tell you what is inscribed in the writing. Find another one. Uh, But first, let me tell you what is written in the true book. Find another one. In the book. NLT. Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. Okay, so the best one is the King James. It says, what is noted. In other words, like the underlying meaning of the scriptures. That's what the angel came from. Yeah, to tell you what is really under, and that's why you need understanding. To go under what is on the surface. Amen. Are you with me? We'll soon close. Luke 9.43. Luke 9.43. And they were all amazed at the power of God, but while they wondered everyone at all these things, at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Look at that. But they understood not this saying. I mean, go back to that saying. (laughs) Put it in NKJV. And, and, and they were all amazed, and Jesus, he said to his disciples, verse 44, let these words sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed in the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying. I, 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 okay, wait, hold on. Let's go back. <laughs> okay, let these words sink down into your ears. Anyone who does not understand that? <laughs> for the Son of Man, Anyone? at this point, is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. Any, anyone? There's no problem with this scripture. <laughs> yeah? Even if I go to the Greek, there's no problem. Yeah. Go, go, go. But they did not understand the saying. Yeah. And it was hidden from them so that they did not perceive it. And that's what happens, depending on how you read the scriptures. Wow. You will read something and it will go past you. 
pass you. An instruction that is going to take you from where you are into multiple breakthrough. And it's past you. Because of how readest thou. And this is how they were listening as well. How they were listening. You see, they were still marveling over the works. They were still like, wow. They were probably like debating, you know, that miracle that Jesus did. Debating it. You know, they were not focused on what Jesus was saying. Amen. And then the last scripture is 2 Peter 3, verse 14. Then after this sound team, can you connect to my laptop, please? 2 Peter 3, verse 14. This is the last scripture. 2 Peter 3, verse 14 and 16. Therefore, beloved... Looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. Amen? As also in his epistles, letters, speaking in them of these things, the writings, look what it says, in which are some things, What? What, what letter is, is he talking about? All of the epistles. He's saying, look, this, who's speaking here? Peter, the apostle himself. He's saying, look, when I opened the book of Galatians, there were certain things that were hard for me to understand. It's another apostle referring to another apostle's work. He's saying that in which are some things to understand, which untaught people and unstable people twist. That's why we're eating snakes, rabbits, and all these things. Twist to their what? So there are people that read scriptures and they actually, after reading them, they become destroyed. How readest thou? They do what? How readest thou? They twist. That's how they, how thou, how readest thou? They twist. Kills them, takes them out, wipes them off. What is meant to give you life can actually wipe you out. They twist. As they do also their, what? The rest of the scriptures. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can disconnect. I know that this message is not for everyone. I'm aware of that. But today you can choose to come out of this level and be among them that understand the scriptures. Paul said to Timothy, you have known the scriptures from a young age, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. Yeah, knowing them is not enough. It's the wisdom from the scriptures. That saves you. From a young age, you have known the scriptures. The scriptures he's talking about is Genesis to Malachi. That was the scriptures. He says, from a young age, you have known those. In fact, before you pray for understanding, if you know that the way you've been reading the scriptures is not, does not pro produce understanding, I want us to ask God to forgive us. Because I'm telling you, like, look, you know, you might never hear from me again until you stand before Jesus. 
And when he takes out the scriptures to measure your life, you will remember this message. Like, it might sound like, what's the big deal about knowing the scriptures? These are the same words that brought creation into being. And, you, and we are just treating them like a novel. Newspaper. Amen. One of the things that the, the, the eunuch said, he says, how can I understand unless a man guides me? Are you with me? Is everyone aware? Are you with me? We're almost done, guys. Yeah. You are here. Okay. How, how, how can I understand unless a man guides me? Now, you need to know that most of your understanding will come from the guidance of men. Someone must guide you unless, or else you will twist the scriptures. Amen. And there are three ways which he will, the, uh, men will guide you. One is if you listen to preachings. Yeah, listen to a lot of preachings. If you took my phone right now, there are 10 gigs of pre In fact, I've deleted everything, all the apps, photos, and everything. And now it's like an iPod now. In fact, I'm trying to get an iPod. I was trying to get the classic, which is 160 gig, and I found out it's discontinued. Amen. You need to listen to preachings all the time. Nehemiah 8. Nehemiah 8, just write this down. Read from 1, I think, to about verse 12. The scripture we quote the most, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Do you know why that scripture was said? In, in verse 8 and 9, it says, the Bible says that if you can't get it, just bring, bring up uh, the old one, guys. It's fine. If, if it's not working. What I wanted to do is I wanted to, to show you what's on my iPad, but was working earlier on. I don't know what's happening now. That scripture that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength, number 810. Uh, in fact, can someone read it for us? Can, let's, uh, can I get an anointed? Very quickly, 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 quickly. Can I get a reader? Nehemiah 8. Just read verse 1 and verse 2. Yeah, is, is he on here? Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Now go to verse 8. Okay, I, I don't have time to tell you what, what happens in Ezra. There's no time. Okay. But all you need to know, these guys were the second batch of people to come from captivity. And the, the Bible had been closed for many years with them. And now they are opening the books of the, of the Bible. Amen. They are hearing them for the first time. Go to verse 8. So they read distinctly. So they read distinctly. From the book, of the, from the book in the law of God. Yes. And they gave the sense and helped them. And they gave the sense and helped them to understand they, the reading. They gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. Yeah, it was Ezra who was giving them sense of what they did not know. It had been closed for many years in captivity. And Ezra was giving them sense and helped them to understand it. Amen. So you need guidance from people. You need to listen to a lot of preachings. Otherwise, you are going to twist the scriptures and the scriptures won't benefit you. 
Yeah, so they read it in the law of God and they gave the sense and helped them to understand. Let's continue. Let's continue. And Nehemiah who was governor, Ezra the priest scribe, the Levites taught the people and said, this day is a holy, is holy to the Lord. Do not mourn or weep because they were hearing the curses. Yeah, they were hearing all those curses. You shall be cast in the land. Your children will be cast. You will not prosper. They were hearing all those curses. So they wept. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Amen. Verse uh, 11. So the Levites quieted all the people saying, Be still, for this day is holy, be grieved. Verse 12. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly, because they did what? They understood the words that were declared to them. It, it's like a reason for celebration. Uh, verse 13. Now on the second day, the heads of their father's houses... No, go back. Where is that scripture that says the job of the Lord is 10? Go back to 10. Oh, I didn't read it. Yeah. Go your way. Go eat and drink. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord. There is that joy. It's when you understand. That is your strength. Yeah. When you understand, that is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. When you understand. Hallelujah. Okay. Um... So, lots of preachings, amen. Uh, you need to read lots of books. Like, you must be a reader of many books about the Bible. Yeah. You would not know who Candace is. How many of you know Candace, the, that queen? Candace, you know her? No, very few. Yeah. How many of you know that Ethiopia, present day, what is the country that Ethiopia? Sudan. Very few. So you, you read it as it's present day. And I wanted to show you this software. All these things I was going to show you, but... Yeah. I was going to show you how I systematically study the word. Unpacking everything in the Bible. Yeah. That Candace, the, who that Candace, the queen. Many other scriptures in that there. That road. He said, go down from Jerusalem to Gaza. How many of you know that road? You see, I was going to show you the map, the road he took. Afterwards, he was translated by the Spirit from that place to Azotus. You are going to see the distance, how, what the distance he traveled. He finished preaching. The next moment, he was in a different city. I was going to show you that city, where it was. But now, I was going to show you the maps. I, look, I see a, a city. I see a city, and I don't know it. I research it. Hey? Yeah, I see a name. I research it. Like... You read about the Herodians. How many of you have read about the Herodians? Like, who were the Herodians? Yeah, who were they? Understand? How readers? Yes, thank you. Yeah, how readers? Many things in the Bible that are meant to elevate us. So I went and I invested in technology. I bought it because this is important. Proverbs 23, 23 says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and understanding. Like when you're buying a book, hey, you are buying understanding. Yeah. You are buying your life. You are elongating your life when you are reading a book. Pastor Eric has mentioned several names. John Jean Lake, T.L. Osborne, all these guys, Benson Idahosa. There are books there that are going to help you move from where you are. Now, like from today, you must become a lover of books. Like you must read, like you must read like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Amen. 
Okay, so the, I'm not a representative of this software. I don't promote them, but it's what the Lord put in my hands to use. And since then, it has helped me. Amen. Yeah, so I'm going to go to Acts where we were reading. It's, it's uh, Eastward. So far, I only have one convert. One. Please clap for Dr. Majachane. Please. One convert. He heard me talk about it. You see, he, it's how he even listens. How listless thou. He heard me talk about it and came to me. And now we are just flowing. We are flowing in, in, in revelation knowledge. Our lives are improving, becoming better. Amen. Because when you receive revelation knowledge, you are getting a little aspect of God imparted to your life. Amen. Okay. So where did we read? Uh, yes, there we are. So this is, what I, this is how I read. Now the angel arise, go down. Gaza. That's, that's, I'm like, where on earth is Gaza? Okay, I'm going to be very quick because of time. And I go to my map. Huh? And I see that he was preaching in Samaria, which is over there. And there is Gaza at the bottom. And the angel said, move from here to here. Somewhere here. And he traveled and he found that guy along that road. And once he finished preaching, call it close to Gaza, he was returning. He was moved from here to Azotus. The Spirit took him and immediately arrived in Azotus. Now you see it. Okay, some of you don't know where Galilee is. You, like, you don't, like you hear Jesus of Galilee. Like there is Galilee. Let me show you where he was born. Bethlehem over there. Amen. There is the, this is the Jordan over here. This is where they were baptizing the Jordan. And Jesus primarily ministered between Judea and Galilee. Amen. There is the lake of Galilee. There is Mount Carmel where Elijah prayed. Yeah. When you see these things, it does something to your faith. It's like, wow. Let me show you Abraham. God told him, depart from your father's house. And he said, keep walking until I tell you when to stop. This is where he left. Abraham, Ur of the Chaldeans, which became Babylon. Amen. And he kept walking to Haran. That's where his father died until he arrived in Hebron. Kept walking. God says, keep walking. I'll tell you when you get there. Keep walking. With servants, with chill wife. I mean, the wife alone. Honey, where are we going? God says we should walk. Just keep walking. Yeah, just keep walking. 1,500 miles. It's the distance to Cape Town and back. He kept on walking. He kept, that's why he's the father of faith. Yeah. And when God says, take a little step, he knows what he's saying. Just move slightly from where you are so I can bless you. We can't do it. Look at the distance that guy traveled. Yeah. So when you see these things, it provokes you. It's like, no, I, I have to do better. Amen. Okay, so when I read something, I always go to the maps. 
Like all the maps are here, the division of Israel, of Canaan, they're all here. Paul's missionary journeys. Remember we studied Paul's missionary journeys? Yeah, there they are. The green is the first one. It's the first one, Paul's missionary journeys. That's when that guy, uh, Mark, gave up. It was because of, there was just too much movement. The guy says, I can't take it. But you won't know. Look at those missionary journeys. The, the green is the first journey. The red one is the second one. He went, travel, 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 Father gospel. And that's present-day Turkey, present-day Turkey. Most of that today. And we are sitting on our bums. How readest thou the scriptures? Amen. Yeah. Back to the Bible. So, I needed to know Ethiopia. Now, there are wonderful things here called dictionaries. If you want to find out Ethiopia, you just type it in. It's a dictionary, like... I don't know if you can see it. It means country of burnt faces in the Greek. When you see the word Kush in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that is Ethiopia, present-day Sudan. Amen? Those are the prophecies about it. That's why that guy went there. And uh, it corresponds, corresponds generally with what is now known as Sudan. Yeah, you would not have known if I didn't show you. I would not have known if I didn't love books. Ne never. There's no, God is not going to send an angel to come and tell me. Never, 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 never. Those are the sc prophetic scriptures saying Ethiopia is coming to worship God. Amen. Dictionaries. Herod. Herod. Let's, let's look up Herod. Um, there it is. He had four wives. Herod had four wives. He killed some of them, including their mothers. Yeah, you won't know. You won't know. The guy that wiped out the children killed his own mother-in-law and his own wife. You won't know. Yeah. Herod, four wives. Herod the Philip. There are many Herods in the Bible and you, you think it's one Herod. Herod the Philip. Herod the Tetrarch. Agrippa in Acts. Herodias, the wife that killed uh, John the Baptist. Herod Antipas, Achilles. When they came back from Egypt, he was reigning. Agrippa. Bernice, Drusilla, they are all there. People have labored so that the word of God can be understood. Yeah. Anything, what do you want to know? Uh, what word, Greek word, I mean, not Greek, uh, Jewish term that you want to know? <laughs> Understanding. How to get to the city. Which scripture is that? <laughs> Look, money. Hey, when you read money, these are the equivalents of money. They, they, like how you convert them. You can find what money is meant in the Bible. Yeah, it's all here. It's all here. It's all here. Amen. Then the second last one, third last one is when I read, I compare. Look, X, I read at least in 10 versions at once. Yeah, let me show you. Let me put up um, 1 Corinthians verse 14. Amen. Uh, verse 2. Uh, whoever speaks 
whoever speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. No one understands him. He speaks mysteries, NLT. You are speaking by the power of the Spirit. You've just increased your understanding. It's mysterious. A message, if you praise them in a private language of tongue, God understands you but no one else. For you are sharing intimacies. Inter- just between you and God, like two lovers. When you are praying in tongues. And then, when you go to the Greek, it is the word mystery. It is hidden, secret mystery, general mysteries. Sorry, let me just change the, 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 let me use strong. Mysteries. Um, it's the word to shut the mouth. Yeah, it's just the same, the same Psalm 8, out of the mouth of babes, he silences the enemy. Like when you are speaking, like it's like, what is, like if I say, yeah. he's silenced. <laughs> silenced, silenced. Can't do anything, defeated, silenced. Yeah, he could have handed over his wife and children. Doesn't know. Yeah. Mystery, you, are, you have shut the enemy's mouth. You have shut it. You are, that's why you must laugh speaking in tongues. You have silenced. He's like, oh my goodness. Any blow, a blow could come from anywhere. What are they saying? It's like, what is going on? So I do the Greek through the idea uh, mystery there. Many, many words. Then, for example... Then this is the last one. Uh, let me go back to that Acts. Um, Acts chapter 8. Now this is, it's called the principle of, of, the Bible says, at the witness or at the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Each time you read a scripture, find a second one to validate that scripture. And if you read here, you know, where is it? Verse 35, then Philip opened his mouth. Now, why did the Bible say Philip opened his mouth? Now, to speak, what do you do? Yeah, you open your mouth. Now, why would the Bible say Philip opened his mouth? Then you highlight that scripture. You go to commentary. This is called treasury or scripture knowledge. It cross-references that scripture to every other scripture that confirms that. And then you see Acts 10, 34. Peter opened his mouth and said, Peter did it as well. It was recorded. And then you go to Matthew 5. Jesus, he opened his mouth and taught them saying. So Jesus did it as well. And if you dig deeper, you'll actually understand. In Psalms, I forgot the reference. One of the things God says, it says, open your mouth and I will fill it. So when the Bible says he opened his mouth, it's like, before you speak, allow me to fill it. So that what you are about to say has impact. Understand us what thou readest. How readest. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.